The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Through another week, here we are again on a beautiful Sunday morning, gathered at your feet and in your presence. Send your word to us, Lord. Let no one return the same way they came. Let answers and solutions come forth for your people. Let there be miracles in our lives again, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church shouted a louder, Amen. And somebody that is expecting a miracle from God shouted the loudest, Amen. Thank you, H.O.P. Please be seated in God's presence. God bless you. I trust you had a wonderful week. Did somebody enjoy the goodness of God this past week? Did you see the faithfulness of God? Did he preserve and provide and protect you? Did he provide for you? Hallelujah. We started talking about miracles everywhere last Sunday. And again, I want to encourage you to embrace that as your word for this season and forever in your life. I see miracles everywhere. Glory be to God. I see miracles everywhere. In every life gathered here this morning, I see God doing miracles in your life, in your marriage, in your finances, concerning your health, concerning your career, concerning your future, concerning the challenges you may be faced with. I see God working miracles for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you should learn to declare that about yourself. Let me hear somebody lift their voice this morning and declare, I see miracles everywhere. In every aspect of my life, I see miracles. God is working miracles. God is granting miracles. God is doing miracles for me. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. We said last Sunday that we should be swimming and living in God's favor. It's our month of favor. That's how you should be living life. As a child of God, make it your aim in life to swim in God's favor, to live in God's favor. And if you will do that, you will be experiencing, if you will do that, you'll be experiencing and enjoying miracles every day. In every way, in every aspect of your life. Hallelujah. That is the will of God for you. Praise God. That's God's will for you. In other words, if you are not living in favor, swimming in favor, experiencing miracles, enjoying miracles, you are not in God's will for your life. That God wants you to have miracles and for you to swim in favor does not mean you will not have challenges. I want to keep refraining that because I think that's what causes a stumbling block for some people. Ah, but I'm a Christian. Why is this happening to me? Why should it not happen to you? As long as you are in this world, things can happen. But you should now understand that when those things happen, God's will is for you to experience a miracle out of that difficulty. God's will is for you to still walk in his favor. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. 
That's how to live life as a believer. Hallelujah. And I want to say this to you again. In this season of your life, God has prepared and God has reserved miracles for you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? God has prepared and God has reserved miracles for you. And you are going to receive them and you are going to enjoy them. Hallelujah. I was praying yesterday evening. <laughs> After I left the women's conference partially, I just left. I came and I left. So I, I was going for a prayer walk, a prayer stroll, my normal prayer. And in the place of prayer, you know, we, we've taught you over time, prayer is hearing from God. I mean, I, I, something just dropped in my spirit. And right there and then, God told me that is your key for the miracle in this season. For the miracles you want in your own life, that is the key. <laughs> for you. Shall I tell you? It may not help you, it's my own key. God told me, in that place of prayer. The same voice that told me several years ago when we were believing God for children and I was in prayer. And God said, I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. He's afraid of the blood of Jesus. And if you will learn to start applying the blood, I mean, it taught me, it was just a statement. It's not that I'm sprinkling it, but that, you, I mean, that, and that was the end of barrenness in our life. That same voice, it came that same way. When God speaks, you will know. Praise God. So I want to tell everybody, and I sound my voice, God is going to give you a key to unlock the miracles you want to see in your life in this season. Hallelujah. In fact, this is the way the Holy Ghost told me. The things you have been teaching, one person's key or another person's key is already in the teachings. So watch out for your own key. Be attentive. Like I keep telling you, if you didn't attend the second service, make sure you go and listen to them. I'm not preaching the same thing in both services. We are teaching along the same theme. So it's possible for you to come for the first service and your own key. I taught it in the second service. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My own advice to you is just hear everything the Spirit is saying to the church at this time. Midweek service, listen to me. That may be where we will drop your key. And it may be like you, you are praying like me. You are praying and God just dropped it inside your spirit. Man, and I've been running with that key. Yeah, don't waste time when God gives me direction. I'm already swimming in favor. I'm already enjoying miracles. Oh, man, I had a wonderful week. But there's always a next level. Hallelujah. So let's quickly continue from where we left off last week. We said equation for miracles. God loves you. God favors you. And God blesses you or me, however you want to say it. I hope somebody lived their life this week with that mindset. That's how you are walking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's how you are living your life. No matter what happened or what didn't happen, your, 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 the formula in your head, the equation in your head, the thermostat that you are using to regulate the atmosphere around you, like God loves me. I just lost my job. They just gave me my um, sack letter. God loves me. I'm not allowing the sack letter they gave me to regulate the atmosphere of my life. If you do that, you won't see any miracles. The formula is simple. God loves me. God favors me. God blesses me. And in the second service, I taught them from the miracle in Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4, the man um, that was healed at the beautiful gate. Let me just quickly touch on that. Second service, Acts 3.19. 
Peter speaking, explaining what was behind the miracle. He had already told them in verse 12, why are you looking at us as if it's our power or our ability that, caused, that made this miracle happen? No. So he was explaining how the miracle happened. He said, repent, therefore, this is the core of the explanation he gave, and be converted, Acts 3.19, that your sins may be blotted out and that times of refreshing may come. From the presence of the Lord. Verse 20, that you, he may send Jesus Christ, and he has sent Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. You can add there is complete. Which God has spoken um, by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. And in verse 26, he said to you first, speaking to the Jews, they were the first. But they were not the only. One day, Peter and Paul stood and told them that, ah, we have been preaching to you and you guys are not, are not receiving. And it was your privilege that this gospel should come to you. Look, I wash my hand off you. I'm going to the Gentiles. It has now come to us that we are Gentiles. But look at what, what has come to us. What came to them first and has come to us. To you first, God has raised up his servant, Jesus Christ. He has raised Christ Jesus. And has sent him to bless you. In turning you away, every one of you, turning you from your iniquities. So let me give you equation for miracles too. This is where we are starting from this morning. We will keep formulating this thing. Your own may not be in equation one. Maybe your own is in equation two. Look at equation two very carefully. For miracles, equation for miracles too. Times of refreshing. This is why I can expect a miracle today. I am living in God's set time for refreshing. Times, time of restoration. He said the heavens will retain Jesus until these times we are in. Times of restoration are complete. We are living in that season of favor. Paul Peter was saying this is why this guy got this miracle. He was born crippled. He was now 40 years old. He had sat at that beautiful gate for all his life. But in one moment, God gave him a notable miracle. And Peter said, this is the reason. We are living in times of refreshing. Times of restoration. Times the blessing. Jesus has been sent. He has been raised and has been sent through the Holy Ghost to bless us. Hallelujah. So I can expect a miracle today because God loves me, because God favors me and God blesses me. I can also expect a miracle and I can experience a miracle because I'm living in a time of refreshing, a time of restoration, and a time of God's blessing. You see, the blessing is always there. The blessing is always there. Praise God forevermore. We talked a lot about this last Sunday. Equation one is undergirded by faith. Faith. That crippled guy and his four friends. Man, I'm trying to figure out how their mind was working. As we go for this service, Jesus is going to heal you. They got to the service, there was no room. Ah, we are not going back home. Let's climb the roof. Let's break the roof. Let's lower you. Let's scatter the service. Faith. Demonstrated faith. Peter came to the beautiful gate. The guy that Jesus had preached to that didn't get healed. Peter took him and pulled him up. I'm trying to understand what was inside their mind. It was faith. 
And this is what we said last week. You may not be breaking roof if you break my roof. <laughs> you know I'm not Jesus. I'm just... <laughs> and you may not be pulling a crippled man by the street road, but my friend, demonstrate your faith. That's really the principle. Just make sure you step out in faith. That's what to do. And that's the response to God loves me, God favors me, God blesses me. I demonstrate faith. I don't sit down like the Pharisees and be looking what is happening here. What is happening? Mm. Hallelujah. And equation two, which is what I want to get into in this service this morning, it is underguarded by the presence of God. Look at that verse 19 we just read again. Acts 3.19, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out and that times of refreshing, and you can add times of restoration which you mentioned later, can come from the presence of the Lord. First equation or formula, I, I activate it as it were by my faith. I go through my day and I believe in, believe in. Peter said it is his name and through faith in his name that has made this man strong. So when I believe God's word and God's promises, I activate the miraculous in my life. But that's not the only thing. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. And I want to talk about that in this service this morning. The presence of the Lord. Very briefly with the few minutes I have left. Psalm 16, 11. I'm sure most of you know that text. Look at it very carefully again this morning. God will show you the path of life. What to do concerning your marriage. How to run your business. How to raise your children. How to make money. How to multiply the money you have made. And how to manage the money you have made. God will show you. The path of life, anything that pertains to life and godliness, God will show you. Hallelujah. He will show you the path of life where? In his presence. In his presence. Everything I need for my path in life is found in his presence. Not only that, there is fullness of joy there. He told us in the book of Acts. Um, was it Stephen or Philip that went to Samaria and he preached that miracles happened and he said the city was full of joy. Man, when you receive miracles, you'll be joyful. Praise God. But you know, if you are smart and you're a person of faith, you don't have to wait to receive the miracle because these things work in cycles. So if receiving a miracle can trigger joy, if you understand spiritual dynamics, joy can trigger receiving of miracles. It's a cycle. So instead of waiting for the miracle, start rejoicing. Praise God. I believe I've taught you that before. Am I right? You better live that way. Hallelujah. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. The right hand there is referring to God's presence. It's near, near his presence. So what I need for my path in life, I can find in God's presence. The joy that I need, I can find in God's presence. The pleasures I want, I can find in God's presence. 
in other words, the miracles we seek and we desire, they are available in God's presence. And they proceed from God's presence. I love that song. There's no better way to spend my life. There's no better way to spend my time. I forever sing your presence. Everything else proceeds from here. The wise way to live, praise God. And I hope somebody is gaining wisdom this morning. Is to access God's presence. At all times. Everything I need proceeds from God's presence. Let me show it to you from Genesis. Genesis chapter 3. Let's go back to the beginning. If you want to understand life, always go back to the beginning. Always go back to the beginning. You will find the lessons there. Genesis chapter 3 from verse 8. After Adam and Eve had sinned and had eaten the fruit that God told them not to eat, what the Bible tell us? And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, which had always happened. That was how God spent his evening. God will come down, praise God, and fellowship with them. This day, after they had sinned, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, hid themselves from God's presence. We teach a lot about the things Adam lost in the garden. He lost authority. He lost dominion. He lost the blessing. And all those things are correct. But really, what he lost was the presence. And the moment he lost the presence, he lost the dominion. Everything proceeds from the presence. The moment he lost the presence, he lost the authority. The moment he lost the presence, he lost the blessing. They hid from God's presence. They didn't feel welcomed again in God's presence. They could not access God's presence again. That's when the Wahala started. And I'm asking myself, how many Adams and Eves in 2021 are still hiding themselves from God's presence. Look at something powerful here. Let me quickly move because of time. Praise God. Is somebody learning something this morning? Hallelujah. Look at what the Bible told us. Genesis chapter 4. We read about the place of Canaan and Abel. You know the story. So God drove them out of the Garden of Eden or the presence of the Lord. So Cain and Abel were in the garden and then Cain killed Abel. Listen to what the Bible told us about Cain. Genesis 4.16. After they had been driven out of the garden, and then after he killed Abel. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Ah, I thought he was already out of the presence of the Lord. It's amazing. This thing is in levels and in degrees. After they hid from God's presence and it was obvious they had lost something, they still had a level of relationship with God. God still talked to them. God still demonstrated a form of redemption for them by covering them with the skin of an animal. They see how the relationship with God. So when we are talking about God's presence, what level are you on? Even outside the garden, they still had engagement with God. God taught them about giving and sowing and reaping. And Abel did it properly. Cain did not do it properly. God blessed Abel. They were outside eating them. God favored Abel to the point where Cain got jealous. May God favor you to the point where people around you will get jealous in Jesus' name. Somebody said, if the unbelievers are not yet envying your blessing, you are not blessed yet. 
If they are not yet envying your marriage, your marriage is not blessed yet. As it ought. And after he did that thing, he now went away. So he, the, whatever he had left outside the garden, he lost that one as well. Because of an error. I'm asking myself, how many canes again today? Because of an error. Last Sunday, we kept on finding that God has forgiven you. God has forgiven you. You are walking away from God's presence again. Hallelujah. I love Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. You know it very well. Under the shadow of the Almighty. And all those blessings of protection and preservation and provision that we find in that wonderful psalm, they come out of that place. In fact, I love the title of my Bible, The Safety of Abiding in God's Presence. That's what Adam and Eve lost. They were no longer abiding. That's what Cain lost, even after he had lost the main one. No more. They went away from God's presence. May that never be your story in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Quickly, let me close this morning. Three things or three dimensions of God's presence. You see, from that Adam and Eve and Cain story, we can see that there are dimensions to God's presence. I think this is somebody's key. Yes, you are enjoying God's presence. Maybe you are at the Cain level. You are just seeing that some blessings are eluding you. You see, they were still blessed outside the garden. But not like the way they were blessed inside the garden. So when we are talking about accessing presence, maybe you need to go to another level. That may be somebody's key. You are at ankle level dimension of God's presence. This season, for the miracles that God has planned to unleash in your life, sir, you need to go to a new level. That may be somebody's key, I don't know. If it resonates in your spirit, I advise that you run with it. Three dimensions you should understand of, um, let me say, activating God's presence. Because that's what this is. The truth of the matter is, everybody is in God's presence. Even the devil is in God's presence. There's nowhere God isn't. Even hell, God's presence is there. That's why Adam and Eve had the presence in the garden. That's why they had it outside the garden. That's why Cain could even lose God's presence. God is everywhere. The question is, how well are you taking advantage of it so that you can experience miracles? Are you with me this morning? That's the question you need to answer. Or, if you're already enjoying miracles, experience a higher dimension of miracles. Number one dimension, accessing or engaging or abiding in the presence. That's the first dimension. And this is really on a personal level. And it's speaking to your prayer life again, your praise life, your worship life. That's really what it's talking about here. Your personal work with God, accessing, engaging, and abiding to the point where you, you, you are not ashamed like Adam and Eve. You are not walking away in condemnation and rejection like Cain. Even if you've missed it, you can still go back. 
David did what Cain did. He killed his brother. But David understood what we are saying here. He, he, he was what, even though I have killed somebody, even though I have married his wife after I killed him, I mean, you, you, you can't, Cain didn't even do that, oh. Praise God. Look at what David told us in Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Whether you have missed it or not missed it, enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless him. Talking about praising God. Talking about praising God. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. That's the gates there and the courts there. They are speaking about the presence of God. Somebody say, I enter in. You, you praise your way into the presence. Hallelujah. Not only that, you also pray your way into the presence. Look at what they kept telling us about Jesus. You see it in, in, in a text like Luke 5.16. So he himself, he himself, somebody say me myself, often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. What was he doing? Accessing God's presence. Engaging God's presence. Abiding in God's presence. Your prayer and your praise life. And I will say it to us in this church for the upteenth time. May he that has ear to hear, let him hear. If your prayer altar is not standing strong, take advantage of the daily pursuit prayers we are praying. Take advantage of restart with Dr. K that we are doing. And even after it's standing strong, continue there. There's no reason under heaven why any member of this church should not have a strong prayer life. We pray every day. Where you can be going for a stroll and you hear a word, this is your key. That is the life. Amen. When God speaks to you, nobody was there. Nobody knows whether it is right or wrong. It's only the fruit that we see after. That's prayer life. Dr. K wasn't there with me. My wife was, nobody was there. I was just walking and accessing God's presence because I know how to do it. And you hear a now word. This is your key for this season. Many times we stumble on it. Praise God. The disciples noticed that about Jesus. That, in fact, that Luke 5.16. Last week we studied Luke 5.17 when he now came and started preaching. And then the, crazy, the four crazy friends brought their paralyzed friend. You see, the miracle could happen in verse 17 when the power of God was present to you because he had withdrawn in verse 16. And the Bible said it was often, all by himself. So they notice that about him. And in Luke 11, look at what the Bible told us. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. Again, withdrawing most likely. Seeking God's face, accessing God's presence. The Bible said he was praying in a certain place. When he had ceased, when he now came back, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, this thing you are doing, teach us. We have connected the dots. You go and pray in Luke 5.16. And Luke 5.17, you heal the paralyzed man. And it's not the first time. It's not the second time. It's not the third time. We have seen the pattern. Teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Hallelujah. 
access God's presence, engage God's presence. Two people can be together in the same physical space. One is accessing, one is not. Number two, because of time, carry God's presence. <laughs> Praise God. Carry the presence. Moses understood a thing or two about this. Exodus 13, when they were about to travel through that treacherous wilderness, Many times we focus a lot on the miracles that happen and we come to that, but that wilderness was harsh. It was harsher than Nigerian economy. <laughs> Amen. Harsher. So Moses told God, look at verse 13, Exodus. Projection, please run it all the way to verse 16 for me. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace or favor in your sight. Somebody here, do you know that God favors you? So Moses was saying, ah, God, you favor me, that's what he means by that. If I found grace, he's not doubting it. He's saying, ah, God, I have favor on your sight. So I'm praying. He was in God's presence. If I found favor on your sight, show me the way. He understood what David told us in Psalm 16. The way, to know the way, it's in his presence. Show me the way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. Verse 14, quickly. And God said, my presence... Hallelujah. That's all you need. This treacherous, treacherous wilderness journey, all you need is my presence. My presence will go with you, and I will, I will, I will give you rest. That's another message. But rest comes from there. You know, we didn't see that one in Psalm 16. I praise God. We saw peace, we saw joy, but rest is also there. Quickly, verse 15. Listen to what Moses now said. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, don't bring us from here. Let us just stay where we are. I learned something from this text years ago. I don't leave my house, and I'm talking about this a lifestyle now, without ensuring that I'm engaged in God's presence. I, I used to live that life where you are going out. I was taking Pastor Inda to the office one day. Brake now failed. Ran into one taxi. Uh, hit somebody that was walking on the road. Broke his leg. There was a pregnant man in the taxi. We didn't know whether she lost the pregnant. I've stopped living that year life. I'm telling you. And if I go out today and my brake fails and I use the taxi, I know God, God is here. God loves me. God favors me. Whether they are going to teleport us back in time and correct that mess, I don't know. But I know I'm coming out strong. But usually the normal thing is that it doesn't happen. But if it happens, so, hey, God is here. Praise God. If your presence, where's my scripture? If your presence is, don't, 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 don't take us from here. This Lagos that you are living in, this end times, dark season, this global pandemic, you don't live, carry presence. Praise God. Next verse, verse 16. I want to finish that one. For how then, this is why you need it. How then will it be known that your people that you, you, uh, your people and I have found favor or grace in your sight, except you go with us. So, if you go with us, if your presence goes with us, we shall be separate. Your people and I, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth, we will be distinguished. We will stand out. Our story will be different. Our marriage will be different. Financially, we will be different. Health will be different. Presence. Miracles flow from his presence. Praise God. So practice God's presence. I've taught you that a thousand and one times. See, unlike Moses, the Holy Ghost now dwells in you. Talk to him. 
Holy Spirit, fill me up today. Holy Spirit, guide me today. Order my steps today. Call Jesus. Put his name on your lips, like I said last week. Every time you do that, when you practice his presence, you are conscious of the, as I'm driving, God is with me. As I'm going to walk, God is with me. As I'm submitting this business proposal, God is with me. And you are engaging. Somebody say engaging. In motion. I live life that way, my brother. My, you will see miracles. And lastly, number three, as we close, corporate presence. That's another dimension. So on one dimension, myself entering in, in the place of prayer, in the place of worship, personal prayer particularly. Number two, as I go everywhere I go, I carry, I'm not going to go to live in Nigeria without God's presence. Any more than Moses wanted to travel that wilderness without God's presence. Carrying presence. Number three, take advantage of corporate presence. Ah, you are in a church. You are in a church. Zephaniah, because of time, chapter 3, verse 14. In that day, this is that day. This was a prophecy. In that day, it will be said of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a type and shadow of the church. Do not fear Zion, the church. Let not your hands be weak. Put up verse 15 for me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. No, no, verse 15. Oh, verse 14, sorry. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, is it verse, no, verse 15. Yeah, verse 15. Praise God. Do not fear Zion. Let not your hands be weak. Next verse, verse 16. In that day, it shall be said. Next verse. <laughs> Sorry. Glory be to God. The Lord your God is in your midst. There is engaging God's presence personally. There is engaging God's presence with other people. There are two different things. Some things can only be caught. It's difficult to teach. They are too spiritual to teach. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one. He will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Look, all these things are miracles. Next verse. Verse 17. The Lord your God in your midst. Verse 18. Give me the next verse as well. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, let's talk about that verse 17. God in the midst. When we come together. Hallelujah. When we come together as a church, and not just the entire church, Jesus said even where two or three are gathered, small groups, small groups. We wanted to pray for service yesterday. There was supposed to be a number of, of course, most of the women, and they are the ones that usually pray. Please put your hands together for the women in the church. They are the ones that you have from experience. You call prayer meeting, it's mostly women that we should. It's like, it has been like that from Bible days. So I asked the men in the group, show up, oh, let's pray. That women's conference. But the moment one person said I'm available, I was good to go. All I need is another person. I could pray alone for the service like I normally do, even after we've done the corporate prayer. But I understand corporate. One will chase a thousand. I just need one more man. We will get results on another level. Hallelujah. Rise on your feet. Let's close with Hebrews 10 this morning. Let us hold fast. Hebrews 10 from verse 23, the confession of our hope or our faith without wavering. Listen to corporate presence here. For he who promises is faithful. Can I hear somebody shout, God, you are faithful. Oh, you are not saying it like you understand what we are saying. Say, God, you are faithful. 
Say you are faithful to me. And let us consider one another. Let us consider. It's not enough to be alone. You can be a strong prayer person alone. You should do that. That is good. But consider all that. Take advantage of corporate. Let me tell you this in case you've never figured it out yet. You are going to meet some problems in life. You are going to come against some devils in life. Sir, if nobody agrees with you, you are going to lose that battle. Even Jesus will call Peter, James, and John. Let's go and pray together. We take them up to the mountain. Corporate. Consider one another. Praise God. And stay up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Sunday morning, like this. And some of you that are online, thank God for online, no. But make sure you are not abusing it. Because virtual is not the same thing as physical. But not just Sunday morning, small groups. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some. And God told me again, many people in this generation are not taking advantage of this thing. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and begin to bless God this morning. Your presence is here. Your presence is here. God in our midst. Close your eyes. Take a minute and honor him. God in our midst. God in our midst. Two or three of us are gathered. God said I will be here. He's here. He's here. He's here. Your presence is heaven to me. He's here. He's here. He's here. Your presence is miraculous to me. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Shanto soto payala pakata. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Bless him. Engage presence, so engage presence. Now, in a place like this, you can engage corporate presence. Engage. How do I do? Pray and praise. I just taught you. Pray, praise, pray, praise, pray. Call on Jesus. You are here. Call on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Engage presence. Miracles flow out of God's presence. Engage it. Engage it. Engage it. Take advantage of when the church comes together on Sundays, on Wednesdays, when we call small group prayer meetings, when your unit comes together, when your department comes together. Engage God's presence. In the name of Jesus. Listen, let me tell you something else that's very powerful about God's presence. Every time God's presence is activated, watch this very carefully. Angelic help and assistance is always available. <laughs> Do you know the name of Jesus in heaven? The captain of the host of the armies of heaven. Where he is, angels are always there. So Moses said, look, we are not going to cross this wilderness if you don't go with us. God said, my parents will go with you. Look at Exodus chapter 14. I praise God. Um, verse 19. I hope I have that reference correct. Exodus 14 and 19. Somebody say, your presence is here. Your presence is here. Your presence is here. Oh, yala pasataya la paka. Exodus 14, 19. And the angel of the Lord, or the angel of God, 
this is as they were traveling through that wilderness. Watch very carefully. The angel of the Lord who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them and the pillar of cloud went before them and stood behind them. The presence of God was that pillar. It was that pillar that guided them by day. A cloud, a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. But it wasn't just the presence and the pillar of cloud. The angel of God was also there. Look at the next verse. Look at what the angel was doing. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. I prophesy over your life. Anything and everything that is troubling your life. As you engage God's presence, angels will go ahead and fight battles for you. In the name of Jesus. In your office, as you are engaging God's presence, angels will go and fight battles for you. In your family, concerning your business, they will fight battles for you. Angelic help and assistance always accompany divine presence. Put that text up. What, what the angels did? Those, it was a cloud of darkness to the one, the Egyptians. Hallelujah. And it gave light by night to the other, the Israelites so that the one did not come near the other that night. I think there's something powerful in the next verse as well. Let's look at the next verse. Glory be to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of cloud, um, cloud of fire and cloud by day, and it troubled. Hallelujah. That's what God is doing for you this season. Through his angels, he troubled the army of Egyptians. From today, I decree and I prophesy over your life. God will trouble whatever is troubling you. Any sickness and any disease that is troubling you, God will trouble the devil behind that sickness. God begins to trouble the spirit of infirmity behind that sickness. Everything attacking your finances, God will trouble it in the name of Jesus. Carry presence. Use presence. Activate presence. Praise God. There will always be miracles. Glory be to God. Open your mouth and just take a minute to pray in other tongues right now. Man soto yala Come on, pray, 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 pray. One minute. One minute. Presence in my business. <laughs> in my ministry. <laughs> Angelic help and assistance. As I carry God's presence, as I take advantage of God's presence, somebody here this morning, issues at work, because you're engaging with this corporate presence, the angel of the Lord has gone ahead of you, and things are being sorted. Things are being sorted. Open your mouth and pray. Things are being sorted. Things are being sorted. Somebody in your body, things are being sorted right now. Things are being sorted. Oh, yes. We'll forever sing in your presence. We'll forever dance in your presence. We'll forever rejoice in your presence. We'll forever pray in your presence. We'll forever abide and dwell. So that we can experience miracles everywhere. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, I decree miracles over you one more time. Lift your hands and receive it, somebody. It's happening already. Miracles. 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 Because the presence of the Lord is here. Miracles. 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 Everywhere. Miracles. Miracles.
Miracles in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a shout of praise if you believe in this morning. Lift your voice and give him a louder shout. Let's have our seats in God's presence. Hallelujah. Hebrews 1.14 as we give this morning. Let's use this ministry of angels very well. Even in our finances. Do you know angels can bring seed into your hand? In my mentoring program in financial stewards, I keep telling them, I never lack seed to sow. I've been living like that for several years now. I don't think it's just natural. Of course, over time, the Holy Spirit has given me a system and I'm using it to mentor them. I never lack seed to sow. Angels can bring seed into your hand. Angels can multiply seeds you sow. Praise God. Are they not all ministering spirits sent for to minister for Pastor T? Who is an heir of salvation? And somebody that receives and enjoys miracles. Can somebody see themselves in that scripture? Hello? Or am I the only one that is, my name is there? Who is seeing it with me this morning? Come on, read that text to your own benefit this morning. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to Pastor T? Who is an heir of salvation? Hallelujah. They bring seed into my hand and they multiply my seed soon. Let's give as we honor God this morning. God bless you. Hallelujah. What an awesome word. Thank you so much, Pastor T. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.